Hello there. My name is Chris Pollard. I am known by the kids of Little Pieces Club Ministries as Mr. Chris. I'm a pediatrician who's been working at an academic institution for a little over 15 years. I'm a Bible nerd, a child of divorce, and soon to be an author. I created Little Pieces Club Ministries around the idea that when our hearts break, God can still make works of art from the broken pieces. I run small groups for children, teens, and I consult with uh, and support parents. I also give lectures and seminars on request. The content centers around the science of adversity, abuse, and neglect, or ACE science, and how biblical design patterns harmonize with it. Along the way, I discovered that Jesus' story, wrapped in the design patterns of the Good Shepherd and the Tree of Life, help us process, grieve, forgive, and reintegrate our souls after trauma. This helps us grow strong in solitude and community, leading us to love God, self, and others, which is what the greatest commandments or greatest blessings are telling us we should do. The podcast is geared to help parents understand their children's point of view and be a good shepherd through hard times. You can follow the ministry on social media in several different areas. Uh, on Instagram, we are at LPC Ministries. On Twitter, we are at Club Pieces. And on TikTok, we are at Little Pieces Club. In the YouTube video of this podcast, you will see QR codes for our Facebook group and our YouTube content. I love getting questions and comments. So now let's get into this week's episode. This is part one or episode 12 of our content for small groups. And this is our first episode in what we call the private Christian journey. And this is the journey that we undertake in solitude with ourselves and hopefully with God, where we become strong and grow our roots so that our trunk later in the public Christian journey can go grow strong and bear lots of fruit. Our at-home format for small groups, for those of you um, trying to support small groups, um, starts with a fun and relaxing 15 to 20 minutes. Next time is followed by a snack or basically a meal time uh, where we go over prayers in a style that is very much like uh, examine of conscience. And then we go into the video lesson part of the application uh, following, uh, followed by a prayer to close the video and a fun and relaxing activity again for 15 to 20 minutes. So right now we're just looking at a slide uh, as I'm going through the presentation that reminds us to do something fun for 15 to 20 minutes. Hopefully it does not involve a screen, although if you are having um, good fun, good clean fun with someone else, uh, the screen time is okay. And then just remember to set a timer so you come back. A little bit of wisdom about why we set up small groups this way is we are actually trying to demonstrate the concept of Sabbath keeping. And we'll get more and more into that as we go, but it is a time um, to regularly set aside work, and that can mean a variety of different things, to simply rest and delight in the gifts that God has given us. So now we're welcoming people back from their fun time, and you will need journals, prayer template, um, and then um, uh, 
go ahead and continue with the next um, activity. So now we're going into snack and prayer time or journaling, depending upon uh, the age group. Uh, the older kids, I tend to um, tend to encourage them to keep a journal uh, while we have activity sheets for the kids. So what you're looking at on the screen is our prayer template where we look over the, the week and we just ask kids to connect with the time that they have uh, felt uh, joyful and happy. Um, they have had a good amount of fun uh, and then invited them to bring forward their um, negative emotions like disgust, anger, sadness, and fear. And when we go through those, we also want to ask, did God feel close or did he feel far at those particular times? And this is reflective of a very ancient process called examine of conscience. And what it does, is it just helps reintegrate our souls. When we get a little far from God, um, we can realize that that's okay, and we just simply invite him to come back. So if those of you are leading a small group session and you um, are doing this, that's the basic idea. And what we always want to do is present ourselves as very warm and welcoming, no matter what kids are feeling at a, a given time. And they may even try to provoke anger out of us and so we just want to be aware and ready uh, to respond with patience and kindness. So after we review our prayer templates for the week, and this, by, um, uh, this also gives any leaders or parents um, things that they can pray specifically for their kids. And that's an important part of this ministry. Uh, but following this, we set aside time specifically to what I call ask me or ask each other. And this is just discussion time where the small group leader or parent um, is able to receive questions from the kids. And if you have reviewed content and can answer the questions well, uh, that's great. Uh, but these are the types of questions and comments that I love to receive centrally so I can push out um, the answers uh, from the ministry. And then also just as important as time for kids to ask each other uh, because we're building a community of kids um, uh, either from divorce, separation, or some type of childhood trauma um, that can work together and support one another um, in their um, journeys forward. So next we're looking at one of the um, icons of the tree of life. And this is a metaphor that's been built into the Bible. And we use that to help um, understand the content uh, that Little Pieces Club puts forward. And what you can see is there's um, space below the soil. And that's what we call the private Christian journey. So this is things that we're by ourselves. when, And it goes in certain steps where we live by feel. And then we live by choice. And then we have the opportunity to choose loyalty to Jesus or God. And that's what we do in solitude. And then in community where we have a trunk, branches, leaves, and fruit and flowers um, that can actually draw people towards us. Um, that's what we call the public Christian journey. So that's what's going on behind the scenes. And this first series 
uh, this first long series, um, is the private Christian journey. And so, as I said, we have a relationship with God and ourselves in solitude. And then in community, we have a relationship with God and others. And so that's what we're trying to build into the content at uh, Little Pieces Club. And just another way to think about this, um, we're again looking at the solitude and community idea. And in solitude, there are three basic steps that we think about, and that is seek, find, and accept God's love and his wisdom, and then be able to give that back in community. So we learn to integrate our souls and then give that forward um, to others is the whole process uh, that Little Pieces Club is trying to work on. And it's very, very interesting that many of these design themes in the Bible, if not all of them, are now being borne out in the science of trauma recovery uh, so that we can almost see that God has been trying to help us deal with the fact that we live in a tough environment on earth. So today's content is based on the question that, and hopefully will get kids' attention, is that, do you know that we all, or you, have a superpower? One that gets stronger the more that we practice it. And this is the power to make a, and then we can pause, a choice. And so we're talking about the power that humans have with choosing. And then we ask the question, when do we first become able to choose? And then we see a variety of pictures that kind of take us through our life cycle. First, we see an infant. Do infants have the power and ability to choose? Next, we see a toddler. And we ask the same question. Does a toddler have the power and ability to choose? Next, we look at a child who's growing up. Does he have this ability to choose? Then we look at two teenagers asking the same question. Next, we look at an adult or a young adult. And finally, an older man. And so, what choices do we make on a daily basis? Do we get up and brush our teeth? Obey mom and dad? Do we make it rain? Do we choose mom's mood today? There's more that we need to think and understand about choices. And to do that, we're going to think about this next concept. But before we go there, it's very important to understand choice so that we understand what we have the power and ability to choose versus what we don't. And that's a very important concept as we embark on a path of reintegration, grieving, uh, which results in integration. So the question is, when do we become able to make a choice? At what age does it all become official? And the simple answer is, it's when we realize that we can. And that's a moment of extreme power and responsibility, just like Spider-Man. But there is something that we need to understand, and it's about your elephant or our elephant. And so next, the question is, what are you talking about? So we look at a picture of a rider sitting on top of an elephant. And I remind everyone that all of us are like this picture. We have a rider and we have an elephant. The rider is our, the top of our brain, the thinking part of our brain. And the elephant is basically the feeling part of ourselves. 
So when we decide to do something, the rider is making that choice. But the part of you that actually does it is the elephant. And so the question is, do elephants have a mind of their own? And what if the elephant wants to go somewhere the rider doesn't want to go? Who wins? You got it. The elephant. So to make good choices and to live them out, we need to pay attention to our elephant. And our elephant is our feelings and habits and the things that we've experienced. So if you got yelled at because you didn't put your dishes away and then you did it the next time, it's because your elephant doesn't want to get yelled at again. But what if our elephant is afraid to meet a new friend or to do nice things for others? It's okay and possible to train our elephant. So do we get the best results in training animals with rewards or punishments? Science and most dog trainers will tell you that we train animals best by catching them being good and rewarding them. So why is this important? Well, the important thing to remember about choices is that we often also hold ourselves responsible for those choices. So if we think we did something that we really didn't do, we might be holding ourselves responsible for that. And then we have the ability to choose again. So the neat thing about choices, and I'm going to say it again, is that we can choose again. So it may not have been you being bad or naughty or doing poorly in school. It was just a sad choice that your parents made um, in the case of divorce to end their relationship. And in the case of other trauma, abuse, and neglect, those were all choices that your parents made, probably because their elephant was out of control as well. And it's very sad. But the important thing is, those weren't your choices. Those were your parents' choices. So if you think your elephant is hung up on this idea, tell a trusted adult. They can help you understand more about the story so that you know it wasn't your fault. And before I move forward, the important thing also is to remember to tell your story. You have so much that you've experienced in your lives, and it's important that kids have the opportunity to tell their story. So they can work on that story, and when they're ready, they can tell it to an adult. And it's important that that adult hear the entire story, and then give the child the impression that they are cherished, and they are loved despite even the things that they think they've done wrong. It's not a time to correct their thinking. It's a time to tell them that they are loved no matter what they have done. And we remind kids that kids and everyone often make choices that are wrong. So one of the most common choices in divorce, separation, trauma, neglect, and abuse that kids will make is that they will choose to think that they were the cause of the bad thing happening. And this is very common and can be quite devastating. And one of the reasons that kids do it is it's actually easier for them to take the blame for something than to realize that the parents let it happen because that really works on their uh, sense of safety. And so it's just easier for them to take the responsibility than to put it on the parents because then they have to deal with the fact that they are aware of how unsafe they may or may not be. And for a parent to hear this, I know it's very hard and difficult. But remember, part of what I'm trying to do is to help connect you 
with the way that they see the world. And hopefully it helps you realize that even though you have the best of intentions to try to uh, make their lives um, very good, is that your intentions may not match up with their perceptions. And remember, their perceptions may not completely be correct, um, but to start with where they are is important. So we teach kids in Little Pieces Club that if they feel that they have that responsibility choice, that they did something bad, that when they are ready, they get a do-over. They get to learn more about the situation, which will help them understand better their full role in this. So next we go through the uh, chance of becoming aware of their elephant. And we list a whole bunch of feeling words that come along um, with being a child of divorce and separation. And many of these overlap with kids that have dealt with trauma. They have a sense of sadness without crying or with crying. And they don't want uh, any help. Um, they may feel guilty due to blame. There might be anger with acting out, anger without acting out. Going crazy, lonely, feeling different than peers, disgust, irritability, confusion, a jumble of emotions. Everything is just fine, they might say. They might be afraid of sleeping alone or see sleeping problems. They might have a short fuse, be overwhelmed, afraid a family member will die from accident or illness. They express views that they can't believe what's going on or they can't stop thinking about a particular event. And they really want the family back together or they don't want to do what parents want. So there, any of these emotions um, can be swarming around in the elephant. And so as we go through all of the uh, upcoming episodes, what we're going to do is what's called an elephant assessment test. And each one has a spectrum to uh, help kids decide on where they are on that spectrum. And in this case, um, we're saying that the elephant is uh, scared, upset, or hard to control and that's gonna be number 20, or they are cool, calm, and collected, and that's number zero. And then we take this concept into a Bible verse. And if you're working with children in small groups, there's an activity sheet on the Facebook site that you can download for this episode and go through with them. So in Mark chapter five, verse one through five, we see the story of a possessed man. So I'll read it so that you guys listening can know where we're at. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with, himself with stones. So now, if we were to assess this man's elephant, what would his score be? So in the video, I say basically a score of 30. Um, he was possessed, he was strong, uh, he couldn't be bound, and he was always crying. So then the question is, how is this man saved? So we look at uh, verses 6 through 8. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? 
I beg you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. So in essence, Jesus saved him. And this is what runs in the background of Little Pieces Club, is the story of Jesus, understood in its full and original context, helps us understand our path from disintegration, anxiety, depression, anger, hatred, um, addictions, those types of things that show up, that Jesus's story, when taken in context, helps lead us, like a good shepherd would, to a path of reintegration, love, patience, kindness, and the fruit of the Spirit. So when we're looking at our elephant assessment test, we can see that on one side uh, represents the disintegration of our brain and emotional brain. And then on the other side represents reintegration or integration. So first of all, I do remind kids that they are not possessed by demons. This is just a way to think about things. When we choose to ask for Jesus to help us, he becomes the trainer of our elephant. Each day we can choose again to follow him more and more. As we do, this is our, elef- our elephant's number will go down, which mean, means we get better at making choices and making them and making things happen around us, which helps keep us away from evil. The process is bringing our right and left brains and thinking and feeling brains and shame, no shame, and matter, not matter brains together, slowly activating and strengthening the neural networks that help us heal and grow emotionally and spiritually. So we see our number move from a higher number down to a lower number. So remember that we have the power of choice but we have to make sure that our elephant is well-trained, loved, and cherished. So a quick self-awareness set of questions is, when do you fight your elephant? And when do you work well with your elephant? For the small group, we do, uh, for the small group for children, we do an activity with gumdrops and toothpicks, which is to allow them to practice to choose to make some kind of a structure. It's a fun activity where they can make things. It only takes gumdrops or dried fruit and toothpicks. So they can make something fun by building anything that you want. Feel free to share these picture, pictures of these um, on uh, social medias, uh, but always be safe um, about identification. For the teens, um, I give them a journal activity where they can draw a picture of themselves riding an elephant. They can think of a time when both they and their elephant worked together and a time when they and the elephant did not. In each setting, simply write down how you feel toward your elephant. Finally, compare and contrast how you feel versus how Jesus feels about your elephant. In other words, if the kids are kind of annoyed or otherwise um, angry at the way that they responded, um, then that is evidence of disintegration. Whereas Jesus would cherish and love and be patient and kind um, with the elephant. And so this harkens back to the greatest commandments or greatest blessings, love God, self, and others. So in solitude, we are now practicing the ability to have a loving attitude towards ourselves. So then we pray for Jesus to grow your heart, to treat your elephant with kindness and patience. Next, we move to the Lectio Divina uh, for this week. 
And for those of you maybe joining us for the first time, Lectio is another ancient practice of engaging scripture where we read it through four times with a slightly different focus each time. So this is from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So after the first reading, we start to reflect and find out if one particular word or phrase is standing out to us today. I will say my help comes from the Lord. So what we then reflect on is the fact that the Lord is helping us train our elephant. So I'll read it again. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Next is we think about responding. How do we respond to the fact that our help comes from the Lord? And in many of these, it may just simply be the choice to accept this good message from the Lord, accept it into your heart as opposed to declining the gift. Or maybe some other uh, picture is coming to mind where you maybe pay it forward to someone else. Um, So think about it for a moment and I'll read it through the third time. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And then finally, we rest in the knowledge that we have gotten this sacred message from Scripture today. And maybe you just feel loved by God for just a moment that he helps you. And the person who has made heaven and earth has thought to help you. So finally, I'll read it the last time. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So finally, we'll pray the episode to a close. And don't forget, if you are doing this in a small group setting, after the prayer that you guys can have some good, relaxing, fun time for another 15 or 20 minutes. So dear Heavenly Father, you have given us so much power in our ability to choose. We know also that our feelings help us live out our choices. Help us train our elephant with the love of Jesus. He chose to die on the cross in order to show us how much we matter to you and to him, despite knowing that you know all that we have done and all the darkness that we may feel that we deserve. Help us choose to accept Jesus' gift. Help us embrace the fact that we matter to you. When we make mistakes, help us train our elephant with love, patience, and kindness, and not harsh punishment. Help us find ways to move forward on our elephant and not stand still in fear. We love you so much, Abba. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for being with us. Have a wonderful week, everyone.